Imagine if you went from feeling fine every day to feeling amazing. How would your life be different? Everyone has the ability to feel amazing again and again. You just need the right tools to get there. If you're ready to feel amazing, stick around. Now, here's the host of the I'm Not Fine Show with functional nutrition coach, Lizzie Enns. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Oh my gosh, am I excited for this show today. I have my friend Melita on here with me. I, I don't consider you just a friend, Melita. I consider you a peer because we work all in a lot of the same fields and stuff, but you have been, you're like a veteran in this. You've been doing this for over 20 years. Um, but I'm going to share a little bit more about you and what you do and why I wanted to bring you on because this is, I got my glasses on today. For those of you that are watch, watching video, we decided <laughs> we, we both needed to wear the glasses. We've been dying laughing even before we started this show. So this is going to be amazing. Hang tight, you guys. You're going to want to grab onto your seatbelts because uh, this is going to be a wild show today. But before we dive in there, um, <clears throat> if you are someone that is looking for some support and help, help with your health, and you are in this like hamster wheel of being stuck, please, my door is open. I have a calendar link in my show notes. You can go there. You can book a consultation. I'm kicking off my next group coaching program on Monday, January 15th. I limit it to 10 women. Now, with that being said, not everybody wants to be in a group setting. So if that is the case, you can also work with me on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Um, so go grab that link. Let's get you feeling better and let's get you off of that hamster wheel that you're on. It's the year 2024. My work for this year is shedding, and that means shedding all the things in my life throughout the year that are not serving me. And maybe that's your word, or maybe your word is healing. Maybe that maybe it's your time to like take back your health and command back your health, be in control of it. And sometimes you just need some guidance with that. So with that being said, I want to welcome Melitza to the show. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this gal. Uh, we met um, a little over a year ago at an event that we went to. And um, I will let Melitza share her story on what her thoughts were when she met me. But um, actually, we met online before then. But Melitza is a sex and intimacy coach and a holistic healer with a practice built on 20 plus years of experience, a podcast and radio host of The Pleasure Zone, which is my favorite part. Melitza's desire to help people put aside their desire is to help people put aside their judgments. Melitza talks about sex with the world, playfully sharing information that dives into the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and social aspects of sexuality. Melitza, welcome to the show. I am stoked. Thank you for having me. And it's been almost a year since you were on my show. So if anybody wants to hear us speak with each other and like enjoy if you enjoyed this show go back and listen to the other show that we did right I think it was in February of 2023 if you're looking for dates on that can't remember the title right now but I do remember it was a great conversation so yeah I'm glad to be here it's uh it's always fun getting to be on somebody else's show after having my own for almost um almost 10 years it's really fun to be able to have conversations with other hosts and other 
on other platforms and different uh, in different ways and different topics too, which is really fun. So I'm really excited to talk about nutrition and libido today because they definitely go hand in hand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I remember when I was um, talking to you about bringing you on the show, which I've been wanting to do for a while, but it felt like now was the right time. You know what timing's like? Like sometimes it just feels like yeah. you have to wait until it feel the doors open. And this was this was that time. And when you brought up nutrition and libido, I was like, heck yes, because it does like, you know, probably even more than I do. But I, I see it, too. Like we I want to talk about what can suppress libido, those types of things today. Um, how does it affect our hormones and our overall what you talk about physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like what all of those things in. And really, honestly, this is your floor today. Like you can take it wherever you want when we, well, okay, I'm going to pull back a little bit. I know you really will go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie, I'll behave for you. For you, I will behave. I don't know. I you, 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 I'll, you, you can, you can uh, go a, a little uh, out there if you want to. I don't care. Okay. Um, not too, too far. <laughs> not, but not too far. Cause we, we all know where that goes, Melita. Um, where did we meet by the way? So we met, oh, well, we did meet online uh, through a marketing group, but then where we did meet in person, you actually had done your talk at that event. And, and uh, I, I a little bit had a crush on you after that. And I was like, damn, this woman's amazing. And I just wanted to have you on my show, like right then and there. So I can't, so I, we got in contact and we ended up coming on my show. Um, but your story, your life story is amazing. And what you've gone through and your resiliency and your ability to, to change, um, to change whatever you need to change in order to have the life you want. You to me are like an amazing example of, of if you want to see a person who can do that, like you are, you are that you are an amazing shining example of no excuses, just move forward, do what you think you need to do to have the life you want to have. No, it's so, so true. I, I, I think you're super inspiring. So I like was so excited to be able to talk to you. Thank you. That that was amazing. I think I think it took us a, a actually, I remember before we met in person, when we met in the marketing group together, I think both of us were kind of like, who is that girl? Like, we were kind of like, like, I don't even know if I like her. And, and then <laughs> and then we met in person and you're like, I have a crush on her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then we just, True, that happens. <laughs> um, so let's, let's dive in. Let's, let's um talk a little bit about what suppresses libido, like in mm. your field and how, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. What are some things that you see that really affects the libido? Yeah. So I think first of all, we need to like look at how we define libido. Cause I think a lot of people, what they, when they think of libido, they think this is my, this is my sex drive. This is just what gets me horny. And they don't realize that libido actually plays like a much bigger role. And it, and when somebody doesn't have, we'll say sex drive, it's, it's often like a, an indicator of so many other things going on that and it's usually the one thing people don't really want to admit to, or they just brush off. Like, I don't have libido. Who cares? I'm hurtling towards 50. So it doesn't matter how my libido is, right? They'll just brush it off. And they don't think of it as something that is actually like a warning sign. You mm -hmm. need to pay attention because if you don't have libido, 
if, you're, if your body doesn't get aroused, then you're going to have hormonal issues. You're going to have, so there's going to be internal things that create sex drive and there are external things that can also contribute to sex drive or lack of sex drive. So um, we call them sexual inhibitors and sexual exciters. And those are, they're like external things environmentally that contribute to that. There are internal things going on physiologically that contribute to it emotionally. Um, you know, whether your body is holding on to decades of trauma, that can have an impact. But when we look at how libido and nutrition, because we're going to try and I'll try and keep it really brief on that, because otherwise I could talk about the whole like the concept of libido and I could talk about that for hours and hours. Thus, the pleasure zone. Yeah, <laughs> but it's um it's important to know that like our bodies do have biochemical reactions to foods, right? And the things that we're putting in our bodies, we're having chemical reactions to them. So food is, is a, a, when we take in food into our body and it starts to metabolize, that's a chemical reaction. So if you're thinking about the things you're putting into your body as chemicals, in a way they are kind of chemicals, right? We want to be able to break those down to the components that will have your body function the best, right? So you want to have if you're putting nutrition into your body, you want to put in foods that are going to give you the minerals and the vitamins that actually will contribute to it functioning rather than putting in things that are going to create um, it, like toxicity, right? So those same chemical, you could put, be putting in chemicals uh, on a regular basis thinking, oh, I'm eating really good, but then you don't realize that what you're eating is inflaming your body. Now, that food that you're eating could be inflaming your body, but it might not inflame somebody else's body. So it's not that there's like a set rule of this is what you should eat. I think one of the key things, and I think when people work with you, Lizzie, right, they get like their blood work done and they get to have an overall um, kind of picture of their health so that they can understand, wait a second, maybe I'm, maybe I've been eating some things that maybe I have an intolerance to finding out your food intolerances can be incredibly helpful because sometimes we assume, well, that's supposed to be good for me, but it might not be right. So knowing what chemicals you're putting in your body as in foods, nutrition foods that are creating chemical reactions that are giving you sustaining your life, essentially, right. We want to make sure that we're putting in the ones that work for us that will have us function so that you're not uh, having inflammation. Inflammation is like one of the number one, things that would create a lack of libido in a body. Like if you're inflamed, if you have pain, physical pain, if you have emotional pain, what are the chances that you're going to feel horny, like slim to none, right? I was just thinking as you were talking, if someone, let's just look at two different types of, of body types for, you know, for, for an example, if someone yeah. is consistently eating really highly processed fast foods that cause really like detrimental health issues, inflammatory issues, um, diabetic, all, all the things. And then you take someone that is generally eating rather healthy, they're moving their body, making sure they're getting sleep. Which one do you think generally has the higher libido, the higher sex drive? Right. Because the other aspect of the physical part of the body is not just about how you feel um, with the foods that you're eating, but it's also how you feel about yourself. So if you're in a place of feeling 
lethargic, you're achy, you're, you're bloated, you don't like how you feel, all of those things, that's a, that will decrease your libido as well, because you don't feel good about yourself either. So that's the emotional aspect of it versus like someone that's moving their body, going to the gym. I mean, I've gone to the gym, done a work and I'm like, after the gym, I'm like, well, crap, I got to go do another workout. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And that's a really valid kind of workout to have hundred percent and it burns calories. And it brings in all the happy hormones. So yeah, it's great. Actually being, feeling attractive and feeling like when your self-esteem is high and you are doing things like working out and your body feels happy um, and, and and you have sort of an overall sense of well-being, then yeah, you are going to feel, you are going to feel not that you're necessarily going to want to hump everything in sight but you're going to have more of a drive and that is like, that would be drive in a diff- in different ways. Right. So you can take your sex drive and if you don't have uh, somebody to, to put that energy on, you know, if you're not having somebody that you can go home and have sex with to try and move some of that energy uh, or, and you're not into like masturbation 12 times a day, then you can take that same energy and divert it into your, 12 times a day. What? That's all. No. You can divert it into your, your, your life, right? Your business, maybe you're, you know, you're looking around your, your life and you're like, Oh, I've got so much to do. And I'm, and everything feels bogged down. Right. And you're talking about, this is the year of shedding. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cleaning the body, but cleaning your environment. Cause sometimes it's like, everything can feel so heavy that you got to start shedding in so many, in emotionally shedding. Sometimes you got to change your belief system. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to shed friends and you got to shed all kinds of things in order to get a lightness of being so that you can move forward so that you can feel motivated and that energy can perpetuate. And then you feel more alive and you'll feel hornier. Like these things go yeah. in tandem. Yeah, because it's an emotional thing. And I I want to dive into the emotional aspect of things as well um, with relationships and stuff like that. Because I mean, I've had my experiences with things too, but I'm sure like many, many people can relate to that. However, we need to go to our first break here, sadly, but don't go anywhere, you guys, because we're going to come right back and we're going to continue to dive into this conversation. And trust me, You're not going to want to miss it because it's only going to get more fun and more interesting, believe me. So we'll be right back. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? 
Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are having an amazing conversation here today. By the way, if you are listening to this show, whatever platform you're listening to, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, the app, I Inspired Joseph's Network app. And if you are loving these shows, please, please, please go give me a five-star rating. I don't take anything less than that. So I want the five stars. <laughs> Tell me. I only, I only like the top tier stuff. So you don't have five stars to give, don't give it. Um, <laughs> give us a review. Let us know um, what you're liking. And also, if you have anything specific that you would love me to cover or someone that you would love for me to interview, please email that to me and I will address it. All right, we're going to get back to the show with Melissa. And before we went to the break, we were talking a little bit about nutrition, libido, what that means, inflammation. I want to dive into the emotional aspect of things. So... <clears throat> Melissa, for you, what do you have to say about emotional health and libido? So big. That's such a big topic because, and there's so much research on it too. So we'll try and like condense it a bit. So when you look at emotional health, if somebody has had long-term stresses or they've had um, traumas of any kind and their body has never really recovered from it, and the body is now going into like a, a polyvagal response. And maybe it's gone to the place where you're uh, experiencing parasympathetic dominance in your body. So you're basically what's happening is your body is going into froze mode, right? Mm -hmm. People talk about fight, flight, freeze. There's a many other fawn. There's many other ones as well. But when you're frozen, your libido is not going to exist. You're just going to be like, I'm barely getting by. I can barely function. I'm just going to. I'm just doing my day, right? And a lot of times when you are in that level, sometimes people have thought, oh, I'm eating all the right stuff. Like there's no reason. And whatever that means to people, I'm eating all the right stuff. I like really would like you guys to check in on what that means. And like, who are you comparing that to? Like, what's your definition of all the right food? Um, because some people will go, all the right food is having like a vegan diet. All the right food is uh, having, a, you know, like eating meat 17 times a day just like or Part you know more. it's yeah like it, it, yeah. there um so the question is what's right for you what? is actually more accurate than trying to compare yourself to all the fads out there uh so working with somebody who's like lizzie like a functional nutritionist is going to be able to give you something that's more specific to your body's needs what your body's lacking so that you can actually have the the food and the nutrition that your body needs 
and supplementing things when you don't necessarily have the nutrition for it, right? So looking at that, I went on a little tangent there. I love it. <laughs> but the emotional <laughs> part, the emotional part is important because what happens um, when we're depressed is we often will do things like eat foods that are, are easy, right? You don't have the energy to cook. So yeah. what you're going to do is you're going to go get that pizza. You're going to go eat. And, and um, guys, I eat pizza like once a month, maybe like once every few months, like I'm not anti pizza. I just don't eat it often. And I very much check in with my body before I eat it to see if my body's okay with it. Um, and the ways I do that is I muscle test for food mm-hmm. on myself all the time. So <clears throat> if you're not familiar with how to mu- muscle test, you can ask one of us, we can show you how to muscle test for food. So you can, you can look at, um, you know, you can actually kind of tell a lot of times where people's emotional and mental states are at when they tell you what they've been eating. Have you noticed that ever, Lizzie? People are like, well, I have like a, you know, every Friday I go for my burger at Burger King and then I have my pizza and then I have frozen lasagna on Wednesdays. Like, and you're like, whoa, okay. That's an interesting, like an interesting uh, pile of food you're Mm -hmm. eating. (laughs) And a lot of times it's because they, they are so depressed or they are so frozen to the point um, that they, and and also sometimes there's a lack of information and education. So they don't really know how to cook or what to cook, or even they were never taught. Right. So they don't know how to do it. So it's let's go to the easy stuff. I'm too tired. Um, The thing is every minute of your day, you're investing in being alive. You wake up, you breathe. Now you've invested in being alive. So what would you like to invest that moment in? Would you like to invest that moment in consuming something that's going to inflame your body? Or would you like to invest that moment in something else? And while you're doing that, what would you like to invest your thoughts in? Like, if you're going to sit around feeling sorry for yourself and feeling sad and depressed, you're just going to maintain your body at that that level of being frozen, right? You're not going to be able to get out of that. The anxieties and things will sometimes when you're in fight or flight anxieties will kick in but either way when your body's not calm and emotionally when you're not feeling calm connected and loved it doesn't heal so if you don't feel calm connected and loved you and you're in overstressed or overburdened or you're feeling like you are um burned out like any of those things that are not calm cool collected and loved you're gonna have a lot of um, factors that are affecting what you want to eat and what's driving you to eat and what you're craving. And so it's, it's to keep watch of that. I think self-observation when it comes to emotion is really important. It's not that we need to change it right away, but definitely observe like, Oh, wow. Today I noticed that I had three outbursts of anger. And today I noticed that I got really resistant. And today I noticed this. And like, if, if the very first thing you can do emotionally is observe it, then you can actually start to notice things about yourself. And I think self-observation to me is like key for so many things. Self-observation also will help you realize what you're eating rather than just on automatic pilot eating things that are going to contribute to like disease and, and chronic illness. Yeah. And I think I went that, overboard on that. <laughs> I, I know, but I think that's so important though, because self <laughs> self-observation, I feel like because of how fast paced our society has become and how fast paced the world in instant 
everything has become, I think that self-observation has actually become scary for people. So when you, when you start self-observing your habits, your thoughts, your feelings, all of those things, that means you're actually tuning into yourself. And sometimes people, it's uncomfortable for people and they don't like what they're seeing or feeling. I remember one of the first times I, I did that. I just, I, I didn't even, nobody taught me how to do it. I just figured out how to actually like go internally. And I was like, whoa. And so from there on, I realized that most of us love to get to know other people and observe other people, their habits, what they like, what they, what they don't like, all of those things. But we forget to do that for ourselves. Like, what do we, who are we and what do we like and what do we need? And that comes back to the other thing that you were saying is like, when you're depressed and you don't have energy, what are your habits when it comes to the foods that you're putting into your body? And a lot of times that's not the choice of the healthier foods that are actually going to, to nourish your body. So one of the things that I always tell my clients is your first job is not to say, hey, I want to lose 20 or 50 pounds like that. That's a byproduct of you healing. But it, the first thing that we need to do is get you feeling better, because once you start feeling better, then you will actually feel like doing the things that you know you need to do anyway to then lose the weight that you want to lose and keep off. Um, and I think that that's just such a a big part of it. And I, I do feel like a lot of people are starting to realize that. I feel like there's a shift happening. I don't know if you've seen this, Melita, or not, but I, I do feel like there's a shift happening in the wellness industry where people are starting to wake up and realize like they actually need to take their health back into their own hands and be responsible of their own actions and decisions and what they're doing because nobody else is going to do it for them. Have you seen that? Yeah. And I think it's exponentially gotten better, which is so cool to see like 20 years ago, educating people on even drinking water was huge. I don't know where, at what time in history we stopped drinking water, but at some point people just stopped. And Probably when soda came out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, or, and juices and like other things that were, uh, and then like coffee shops and things that were like easy to just go off and, and get these things, right? So I remember, yeah, like 20 years ago, telling people that let's like increase your water intake so that you actually have, you know, some, some water happening because we don't actually, we can't even get like a true picture of your body because you're so dehydrated. We don't yep. actually know what's happening. Yep. And then people are like, well, I drink I drink a lot of water. It's like, okay, well, if you are really drinking the amount of water your body requires and you still have these issues, now we got to look at, is your body actually absorbing this water? Is there something going on on a cellular level? What's yep. happening that your body, right? So there's all this other stuff that happens and people are like, oh, why is it so complicated? It's actually not. It's actually really simple. We are basically like water and minerals and yeah. some vitamins slapped together we are stardust in a package of flesh. I'm like, that's what we are, right? So that's how simple I think it that, is. I, I think that, that most people think that it's way more complicated than what it is. And yeah. interestingly enough, um, I had someone that he's been on this weight loss journey, does a lot of fasting and 
like really hardcore fasting, like three day fast, sometimes five day fast. And he like lost a lot of weight, but he's also like running and weight training, but he also did keto. And, um, I started educating him on complex carbs. And if you want to actually see progress at the gym and get stronger, then you're going to need to bring some of these things in. Well, he sends me a picture one night and he had like sweet potato with chicken and I don't know what else, something else. And he's like, I ate this last night and I woke up three pounds lighter. And I was like, so? And he's like, how? <laughs> he's yeah. like, how, how? And I said, it doesn't matter how. You're overcomplicating it. The fact of the matter is, is that it worked and you don't need to know how. The, it, you fueled and nourished your body with good food and you lost three pounds. You felt great. And it worked. Why do you need to know how? I don't, I, your body chemistry is different than another person's and it worked for you. So I think that that's where sometimes we think that we have to overcomplicate it so much that it paralyzes us because we're trying to like figure out how it all happens internally, chemically, all of the things and I think that if we can just go back to the basics and say, what works for me, doesn't matter how or why, but what does work for me? And if we, and that's, that's learning how to be intuitive with your own body, listening to your own body. But that's a piece of art as well, because this is it something is. that I tell people like the way I listen to my body now, I wouldn't have been capable of doing this five years ago, 10 years ago. But it takes practice and you do have to have education behind it, which is why there's people like you and me. <laughs> yeah. And learning the tools, just like learn mm -hmm. how to do these things. And yep. Make yep. it easy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. We got to go to our next break here. Um, but when we come back, we're going to continue to dive into this. And um, one of the things that I want to talk a little bit about, too, I know the subject is on nutrition and libido, but I do want to talk a little bit about relationships. I want to talk about healthy relationships and how certain aspects of relationships may affect libido. So don't go anywhere, you guys. We're going to be right back. I'm Lizzie Enns, your host on the I'm Not Fine Show. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good, and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away. So you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. 
Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, I just have to say this. I have been having so much fun here today. This is this is a conversation I've been looking forward to for like weeks now. So I'm very, very excited to continue to talk about this. But before we went to a break, we were talking more about nutrition, libido, how it affects you, but also the types of choices that we make. And then being able to say, hey, I'm going to take control of my health as well. And it's time to do that. Um, but I want to I want to dive into the relationship part of things as well. Certain relationships, how they affect. Why is it that some people in their relationship, they're just like rabbits out in the woods. They can just go all, you know, all day, whatever. And then there's other people that really, really struggle in their relationship, even though they they love each other. They want to be in that relationship, but like that's an area that they struggle with. So let's talk about those two things and relationships and how they affect libido. Uh, it's a really big one. So how relationships affect libido is, let's start with um, a lot of times women have lower libido than men. So let's start with why that happens. So in relationship, a lot of women will have, we have, we physiologically have more um, consequences to sex than men do, right? So physiologically, if you could get pregnant, you could have, you could have STDs that keep going on. You could have, you know, there can be humiliation. There can also be like lack of feeling turned on, like lack of communication that you can't communicate with your partner or they can't hear you or understand what you're asking for. So then they don't deliver the sex that you'd like. So then at some point you're just like, meh. And you might love the person, but you're like, I just can't get the information across. Mm -hmm. And, or, you know, some of those other uh, factors that I mentioned, it's a lot of times women have a lot of fear around pregnancy and they don't necessarily say it. So avoiding sex is a lot easier. Um, and sometimes subconsciously what'll happen is getting into really crazy behaviors and patterns, food, even nutritional patterns and things that are, are really unhealthy because secretly like unconsciously they're like I don't want to have babies so if I can do everything to like stop myself from getting pregnant I will do that right so wow. it's um yeah it, it's really common it even happens when we, some women carry that even over past menopause because it's become such a trend that they they can't get it out of their head that or earth there are sometimes things that have occurred um, in the past, like in their life, whether it was like sexual assaults or traumas of any kind that were especially sexual traumas and their bodies are still holding on to that, then you can love your partner all you like, but your body hasn't healed that trauma. You're not going to be able to relax into receiving sexually. So 
it's it's a weird thing because libido and sex drive sound like things like sh should shoot up mm -hmm. but what actually when you are at your most um relaxed and feeling your most comfortable especially for women uh, and in this case i'm just going to talk about men and women um to simplify it because i've done a lot of talks on different on gender and and um intersex and like all of the other variations <clears throat> but just to simplify it because most studies most um studies on libido have have been geared towards heterosexual men and women and there aren't a lot of studies that have been done uh in the lgbtq community so i just want to put that out there that i'm not trying to insult people this is just because this is where yeah. the the research lies so <clears throat> So yeah, so with women, we've got so many factors that are like emotional factors from the past that are carried into the future that haven't been resolved. We've got fear of pregnancy, fear of STDs, fear of rejection. Um, there's a fear of abandonment. Like there's so many different fears that arise that can be like, they can pull you down so fast. You could have all the right nutrition in the world, but you've got all this emotional stuff and you can't resolve that within your relationship, it's just going to turn you off. Yeah, what you about, can even have what about other, like, yeah, I, go ahead. I have a question. So what about on um, someone that feels like they want to explore more, like maybe they're bored and they're just like, hey, I feel like I need to explore more and I want to do crazy stuff, but it's between you and your partner and it stays between you two. But what if they bring it up and the and their partner's like, I'm not comfortable with that. And like they, so what happens then? Yeah. So when I work with people and they're going through those like negotiating periods, I have a list that I get people to fill in called your do's, don'ts, and maybes list. And it's, it's actually a very vanilla list. It doesn't involve anything too, um, too graphic and it doesn't involve anything that uh, maybe there's a little BDSM stuff in there, but it's not like hardcore. It's like maybe like tying up your hands. For some people, that might be hardcore, but uh, it, it's it's not uh, overly kinky. Yeah. So when you have that list, and you can, and each person that's involved can, you know, make their list of do's, don'ts, maybe these are the things I definitely like. These are the things I don't ever want to do, and these are the things I'm willing to negotiate. It can be really helpful and to check in on that because it can change over time too. like, you know, yeah. checking on it every six months to a year because you could feel something, something could shift in you and you can heal and maybe be more open to things. So it's good to go over those lists on a regular basis. And you can find that on my website, milicianish.com. It's a free download. And so you can go through that list and you can share it with your partner. And a lot of times what happens is that there's a lack of communication. So the conversation never happens to say, this is what I'd really like. And then it comes up and you're in the middle of, so a lot of things that if you want to try something new, don't bring them up in the middle of sex, bring them up before it, like yeah. a week before you want to do that. And don't bring it up right after you had sex because it can sound really insulting and like you're complaining, right? So bring it up before, create a plan. And if the person is like, hell no to whatever you're asking, um, and, and you are committed in that relationship, then you have to understand that their no is a no. And if it's something that 
this is like a deal breaker for you. Like, Hey, if I never get, I'm just going to get graphic for a second. If I never get anal sex, I'm out of here. Then you have, then it has to be like, okay, I get it. That's something that right now in my life, I'm saying no to. So if you want to stick around for five years and see if I ever say yes to it, then that's a different situation. Yeah. Um, and this is where sometimes people end up opening up their marriages and in their relationships so that, you know, you can't deliver, you can't deliver the sex, but maybe somebody else can because everything else is okay. But it takes a lot of maturity and a lot of uh, ability to be able to uh, do a lot of internal self-evaluation and be able to observe yourself a lot if you're going to ever open up a marriage. It's not an, uh, it's not an easy thing to do. And it's not that it's not as uh, it's way more common now than it than it was even 20 or 30 years ago. People are starting to realize that it's an option, but it's it's also not that common. And it's good to have somebody that can either teach you or help you negotiate terms, because a lot of times that doesn't happen and you need to know those things. So, yeah, when when you have that disparity of somebody saying yes, yes, yes. And the other person's going, no, no, no. Get your lists out and just see where there might be some other things you can do that can be yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, I think that what I'm hearing primarily is like communication, communication, communication. Like if you are not able to communicate both ways, like ask for what you want and then also be able to be there for the partner as well in that aspect as well. Like what are you willing to do? How the thing that comes to mind for me is, um, are you willing to be open? Are you willing to be playful? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to explore? And if those are things that you're not willing to do, then, I mean, obviously that comes down to your relationship and what what you want your sex life to look like, what you want your relationship to look like. But I, I think that, you know, from an emotional aspect, one of the things that I wanted to talk about a little bit at least is if you are someone that just assumes that you have a low sex drive or low libido. Um, There's so many aspects to it. It could be, hey, it's nutritionally, but it could also be there might be some emotional blocks going on that you haven't addressed and you think you have a low sex drive, but you actually don't. It's just that you have blockages there that aren't allowing you to explore and be free and be who you really want to be. And I think that that's a huge piece that we forget as well, because Absolutely. I, I, I've seen that and I'm sure you've seen that too. Yeah. And there are genuinely, like there are people who are genuinely asexual and demisexual. So I can define that for everybody listening. So asexual um, is a is a kind of a broad term for people who, who generally aren't that interested in sex. And yes. that's not their primary function in life. It's not their motivator. They, you know, like they might be romantic, but they might not be sexual, right? So there's also, there's um, there's there's an understanding that you can be, you can be, say, for example, um, asexual, but you might be biromantic. So you might be asexual feeling like I don't want to have sex with people, but I'd, I'd like to have romantic experiences with all kinds of people. Right. So it's um, it's also a little nuanced that way, too. A lot of times we've defined it as like our sexuality is this. You must have a sex drive. But there are there are a lot of people in the world who absolutely don't have it. And it's not, it's not any imbalance hormonal. It's not a nutritional imbalance. It's not an emotional thing. It's just, that's just like a, meh, 
not interested. Just like I might not be interested in riding a skidoo. It's just not for me. And yeah. they just sort of like, nah, that's just not for me. Right. So, yeah. And so, so asexual is like really rare. Occasion. They may have an inkling once in a while, but generally no. Uh, and demisexual is um, a definition that's actually being used more and more these days where in order to be turned on, you have to have an emotional connection with a person. I think that that's, that's definitely, I, would you say that that's more, more prominent for women? Yeah. Surprisingly, there's quite a few men that are now realizing that they are demisexual and that what, what's been happening is that they've been told, like society tells them, you have to be the man. You have to just want to do everything that's walking by you. And like, if you don't, then there's something wrong with you, but they are, they're more balanced, I think, in that they feel, you know, they feel more of that feminine side where they want to feel connection and they want to be able to have deeper relationships that aren't just, uh, you know, one and done. Thanks, ma'am. I'm out of here. They, they're they looking for something bigger. I think that it's important to, if you're looking for that type of relationship, I think it's important to recognize that it needs to be something or you need to be with someone that allows you to to be you as well and respects that and so one of the things that comes to mind is like uh consent as well like do I have consent to be a hundred percent myself and be crazy or not crazy whatever it is that you want but if you have I, I think that if you're if if a relationship if you're looking at a relationship and that aspect of it and if that's something that you if, if I were just to like pull it back and listen to all the things that you just said as far as like some people just don't desire that and other people do it might not be a good idea to be in a relationship with someone that's like eh, I can take it or leave it like if, yeah. if you're someone that's like no like I can't deal with that like I'm a 12 times kind of day person <laughs> like <laughs> You probably don't want to be with this person over here because it's not going to work and your needs are not going to be fulfilled for yourself and for the other person. So I think that that's something to really, really um, be aware of as well. But anyway, we have to go to our next break. I cannot believe we're almost done here. This is absolutely wild and fascinating all at the same time. Um, but when we come back, we're going to talk, I want to talk about some things that people can put in place. So I want you to, to share like, hey, what are some things, practices and habits that people can put in place to help them with libido and to be aware of as well? So guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Lizzie Anz, your host on the I'm Not Fine Show on the Inspired Choices Network. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good, and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away, so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. All right, we are back again. We are going to finish this show out strong real quick. Again, I'm launching my next group program on Monday the 15th. So if you listen to this before then, um, and it's something that you want to get started on for this year, 2024, January 15th is when we start. It's called the Stronger You Group Program. I limit it to 10 women, and it's very, very comprehensive. So if you're someone that's like, I just want like diet and exercise, it's not for you. If you're someone that's like, I need to get to the root cause of my health issues, thyroid, hormones, autoimmune, whatever the case may be, you guys may not know this, but I'm going to share this right now. Melita and I actually work together on all of my clients. So Melita actually runs scans for my clients and we're able to like really, really dive deep into very specific issues. And when I brought Melita on to run these types of tests for my clients, it changed everything. Like it just made everything so much better. So I'm very, very grateful for her work. And so are my clients as well, because it really allows us to dive internally into the imbalances and what what Melissa, what you were talking about, the sympathetic, parasympathetic, our endocrine system, parasites, heavy metals. I mean, whether or not you need to go through some kind of detox is massive. We look at all of those things and she is the machine behind that, which I'm so grateful for. So um, thank you for that, Melissa. I'm forever grateful for you for that. Next week's show, uh, real quick, um, I'm going to have a guest on again, Julie, Julie Medici, and we're going to be talking about conquering Hashimoto's during menopause. Not that that should be exciting, awesome. but it is because it's going to help a lot of people. Um, so you're going to want to come back for that show next week. Melita, I want you to take the floor and finish this show out today talking about what are some things that people can put in place to help with libido. Okay, so first first things first, because the show is about nutrition and libido, is get a hold of Lizzie. And what we can do is do that comprehensive evaluation. And the things that we're looking for when it comes to your libido is you want to make sure that your zinc levels are at a certain level, your B12s, um, your iron and your vitamin D. So a lot of those uh, impact hormone production, um, energy and metabolism, and also have a lot to do with sexual health. So those are like some key factors that can when those things are down usually if people haven't even announced it and they're like yeah they don't even say anything about their their libido when i see those down i'm like it's curious i wonder what their sex life is like i wonder how they're feeling sexually right so it's kind of like the little secret i have in my own head in the background that i look at you have a lot um, of secrets. and a lot of the, yeah <laughs> yeah we have yeah we can see a lot of things and it's like oh look at those things we can see in people so so definitely checking on some of those vitamins and mineral uh, things is really important. So um, that would be number one. What I would do is to, depending on like where you're at, if you are somebody who's, whose sex drive is like unsatiable, which means that you just can't get enough, then there are certain ways to learn different energy processes so that you can actually divert that energy and use it for other things. And I'm a huge fan of Qigong. Um, I'm also a huge fan of like sexual qigong and learning different methods, tai chi, so that you can move the energy and use it in a different way so that you're not feeling 
like on fire and angry almost because it can get people to a point of anger, right? The testosterone gets so high that they just want to, and so you want to be able to navigate that. If you're really, really low and you want to be able to, like if you have zero sex drive and zero motivation, then doing some things that will get you back on track. And I'm a real fan of somatic body work. I am a somatic body worker and teaching people how to do somatic movement so that their bodies can let go of the traumas, the stresses, and be able to relax so that it can calm down enough to be able to heal. And then it's also where you can feel safe and you can check if you're safe, because when you don't feel safe, you're not going to have libido. You're just going to be on alert, right? And like, if you look at animals who are on alert, on high alert, and they're just in survival mode, they're not breeding, right? And we're not that different. Yeah. So we got to get out of that survival mode into the healthy thrival mode. Otherwise there is no libido. It's just trying to get through the day. Right. So it's, um, I think having some key things, knowing where your body's at so that you can know what process will work for you. Do you need to divert that energy and do something like Qigong or Tai Chi? Do you need to increase your movement so that you can feel alive and feel more motivated? There's, um, and yeah, so between movement, um, food, emotionally having somebody that you can talk to uh, as a coach so if if you feel connected to me absolutely check out my website milicajelenich.com m-i-l-i-c-a-j-e-l-e-n-i-c.com and you can book a free consultation with me and we can talk about some of the emotional things going on maybe there's things going on in your relationship and you've been hiding them from yourself and your partner so it's it's good to get that stuff out and figure out what's going on there's so many components to us that it can even be as weird as the lighting in your bedroom is bothering you. And every time you go in there, you're not turned on. Like it can be the weirdest stuff. Yeah. So it's really important to look at what are the internal external factors that are going on and get really clear on that because it's never one, just one thing. We have to look at it as a, you're a whole being with a whole life experience yeah. and lots of different things impacting you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And by the way, for those of you that if you want to see Melitza's work and um, maybe are curious about checking out, getting some help, listen, there is nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm not happy with my libido or my sex life and just being like super blunt about it and going, I want some help because I want this to be better. She's taught me a whole lot of things just, you know, by us having conversations. And, and so exactly what she said, go to her website. All of her uh, links are going to be in the show notes as well. And if you want to book a free consultation with her, please go there and book a free consultation and get your sex life up. Um, all right, Melissa, thank you so much. We are at the end of this show. I appreciate thank you so you. much. I love you so much. This was so much fun. We will be back next week. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to the I'm Not Fine show. Lizzie Ends returns Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, have the best week of your life by making choices that take you from feeling fine to feeling amazing.